Hey, 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 welcome back to Spilling the GNT. You're here with Polo. And Dr. Tom. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. <laughs> That's right. Now, Polo here's a performer. Hey, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Hmm. And we're here to give you a professional. Professional? Professional review of RuPaul's, RuPaul's Drag, Drag Race UK. Are you ready? I'm more than ready. All right. This might be the last RuPaul's Drag Race UK series we do, won't it? Wow. Because after this, we're finished with... Drag Race UK. Kind of, we've kind of exhausted the material, haven't we? Yes. So as much as it saddens me to say. Yeah, well, there's there's more things coming up for us to start reviewing mm. and getting our opinion on, which is obviously All Stars 5, which is coming out. Um, we've also got RuPaul's Drag Race Season 2 of UK. I don't know when that's coming out. Oh, probably next year now. But I mean, we're, we're, in, we're in a wonderful time when... Drag Race off-season does not last a long time. Thank you very mm. much. Indeed. <laughs> they just seem to keep coming, don't they? Like There's waves. always something to live for, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we've also got U- US Season 12. Should be soon. I mean, either All-Stars 5 or Season 12 busy. Very, very busy. I predict All-Stars 5 will be the next one that's released. I hope so. It feels like it's been a while since our last All-Stars. Yeah. <laughs> it's been at least a few months. <laughs> yeah, that's too long yeah, in drag, fan- yeah. drag fandom. So last week we did the Pufta Awards, <laughs> which was our take of the... BAFTAs. W- the BAFTAs, obviously. Yeah. And on season seven, they called it the... Despies. The Despies Award, and we called it the Pufta Awards. The Why? Puftas. We're doing the something wrong, and we're reclaiming... Yes, reclaiming our time. Reclaiming it all back. Um, yeah, something the, I was often called in school. <laughs> so really? we're, we're, yeah, it's quite commonly well, used in Wales. I, I find it very, uh, we didn't discuss it last week, did I? But, mm. um, did we? But um, I actually find it very, very awkward saying Pufta. For me, it's the same way. And I will say it as saying faggot. Well, I mean, we, we can use these words in a certain sense, can't we? They're used, words that have been used against us and we can reclaim the power from them. Um, it, to me, it doesn't have the same degree of power as the word faggot. Faggot has a lot more kind of visceral kind of uh, viciousness and punch behind it for me. Okay. It seems a lot more derogatory. Puffed is a, a lot more comedic to me. And, you know, growing up at the time that I did in the UK, it could be used in a really comedic sense. And it sounds, it's a silly sounding word, isn't it? Puffed, you puffed. But still, it, you know, words have power, but they only have the power that you allow them to have. But we're reclaiming it, aren't we? We're reclaiming it. We're, we're taking it power. from an attack and we, we're using it as an award. Yes. Something to want. You want to be a puffer in these awards. Absolutely. You want <laughs> you want to be the biggest puffer going. Yeah, it's a compliment now. It is. Yeah, we've reclaimed it here and spilling the GNT with Dr. Tom Apollo. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give a recap. So last week we um, gave out some of the awards and we want to, mm. let me just give you a quick recap of who the winner was. So we had the Violet Chachki passing on the Crown Finale Award for the best look of the the season mm. and the winner for that was it was there wasn't it no it was Davina the Campo oh Davina sorry God's sake. it was Davina the Cam- uh, Campo's uh, tartan look we had the Raja Gemini best runway award and this was the award given for the most consistent queen for having the best looks we agreed with Viv the nominees the was Vivian Davina the Campo and a little bit of Blue Hydrangea but the winner was Crystal. No, not Crystal. The winner <laughs> was Vivian. Yeah. We had award number three, which is the Jiggly Caliente post-apopalopsic 
award for the worst <laughs> runway look, and the winner was Vinegar's paper book look. Yeah. Um, Congratulations, yeah, it Vinegar. Like a, she'd rolled around. She'd give herself some pretty stick and rolled around in a cat letter <laughs> tray, didn't she? <laughs> and said, here, judge me. <laughs> and then we had the Trinity K. Bonet Best Lip Syncer Award. Trinity K. Bonet. And the winner of that went to Bagger Chips. Bag Congratulations, chips. Bagger. For Back to Black. The winner, Not Back to Black, sorry, to join their own. The winner of the Charlie Heights Get Off My Yard Worst <laughs> Lip Sync Award went to the Gothic Kendall. We did agree, Gothic. Congratulations, Congratulations Gothic. Gothi. And we, because there was no official award given for the congeniality, there was no mm. congeniality award given for the girls, so we decided that we would crown um, RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 1. Yes. And let it be told, let it be written, yes. that the winner and the, <laughs> the recipient of this award was... Vinegar Strokes. The Vinegar Strokes. Congratulations. Now, um, I, I was actually um, given a voice note, of, as, as I do, by um, Miss B. You know Miss B from the podcast um, where I had my friends from London come up. And Miss B is one of our loyal fans. <laughs> He's the one that keeps telling me, where are the podcasts? Where are the podcasts? And actually, he said something really, really good. Um, he said that something wrong actually should have been... Miss Congeniality. Now, um, Tom's just popped off for a quick sec. But um, actually, thinking about it, yeah, weighing up something wrong versus Miss Vinegar Strokes. Was Vinegar Shady at any time? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I have to... B is a super fan, and, you know, she is the knowledge of a drag fandom. So I'm going to have to actually take what she said and maybe call it a joint. Yeah, call it a joint win, uh, Miss Congeniality, or I don't know, maybe people can weigh in. It's either or, I'd have to say, maybe they can both be it, but it's 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 one or the other. I'm now leaning more towards something wrong after being given that, because I actually think that she deserves to win something. And she was a good sweetheart, wasn't she? You know what, I'm going to pull a Kokomon Trice and give the award to Miss Something Wong, because you know what, she does deserve it. And, um, yeah, she needs something. <laughs> and this award is for her. So congratulations, Miss Something Walk. And hello, you're back. Lovely hey. lady. Lovely lady. We had the Valentina Fan Favorite Award. And that went to the Bag of Chips. It did. It did. Uh, mainly because she had the most, at this stage, she had the most uh, Instagram following. But we've also been aware of so much goodwill towards her as yes, well. Yes, she's yes, yes. People really have a soft spot for her and for good reason. Strange that she has the most followers and the winner was Vivian. Because after Bagger, Bagger's a 301k followers on uh, mm. Instagram. Following her was Blue Hydrangea. Who is a very visual Instagram yeah. creator and had like a good base to start off in terms of Instagram followers. No, actually I lied. After her was the Vivian, 287. I mean, that makes sense. I'm sure. I'm sure she's not the only example of the winner not having the most Instagram followers. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. But usually following the episodes, following a season, mm. the usual trend is that the winner has the most. And if they don't often, have their most, often. they end up getting the most within the week. But look at season seven, Violet and Pearl have loads more than Ginger Minch. Ginger Minch didn't win. Oh, no, she didn't. No. Isn't that funny? In Violet won. <laughs> but yeah. you've lost all your credibility. Oh my um, god! I might be replacing you. I'm. I'm gonna. Oh, oh. <laughs> Who, who's, who's next in line? Be your neck. <laughs> well, they'll have to fight it out. <laughs> don't Mortal ask, Kombat style. They don't ask me who will win. Don't ask me. Um, the next one we had the uh, we had the Fifi O'Hara Go Back to Party City Award. 
And that went to... Well, sorry, that was the award for the Queen given the villain edit. We gave that to the producers, producers of the because show. they're the real villains <laughs> they really for the are. villain edit. Okay, and we're calling you out. We're calling you <laughs> out, ho. We love your show. Yes. Please don't cancel it based on <laughs> our silly critiques. Uh, we had the Bob the Drag Queen at the Trains the Running Award for the funniest queen, and that went to... The Viv made us the laugh Vivian. the most, Vivian made she? us laugh the mm. most, definitely. So congratulations, Vivian. Yeah. We had the... Mystique Summers Medicine. <laughs> Bitch, I'm from Chicago. Go fix your hair. Award your for the best fight. And the best fight was definitely Divinity Cambo versus the Vivian. The only fight, really. Yes. Well, no, there was also Michelle Versace versus <laughs> yeah. Cheryl. Close second. Yeah. But her name's not bad at sausage, is it? <laughs> that was so awkward. That was so awkward. We had the Jinx Monsoon Delusion Award for the mm. Queen with the most misplaced confidence. And that went to... We gave it to... We gave scaredy it to cat. Scaredy cat we gave it to Scaredy we, uh, Cat, yes. I'd like to make it clear... Purely for walking in. How dare you? We're not calling Jinx Monsoon delusional about her talents. It's just that she, in her perfume challenge, came up with delusion, convince yourself as her perfume, didn't she? She wanted mm. to make that clear. Yeah. <laughs> Jinx isn't delusional about her talents. She's phenomenally talented. Bloody hell, she definitely is. Mm. We got Coco Montrese, the best director camera. <laughs> no, we didn't do that yet. That's for this week. <gasps> oh, my God. Sneak ah, peek, sorry, guys. Sneak, sneak peek. peek. Sorry. Let's move on to the next one. <laughs> we had the best and worst guest judge. Yeah. The worst guest judge we awarded Jerry Hallowell. Unanimous vote. I'm going to do a nick. We gave it to Jerry Heller. Well, <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. and the best judge. So Jerry got the worst. The yeah. best judge was Twiggy. We love Michaela Cole as well. We love Michaela Cole, that but the winner Twiggy. went to Twiggy. Mm. Uh, and then we had the the last award that we gave out last week was the Alyssa Edwards Backrolls for the best catchphrase. And the best catchphrase went to we had to give it to Beggar. We did in for the end. much better. This is the one that's taken off, and they were very aware of it taking off during the course of the series as well because. It kept being reiterated like Miss Vanjie. Mm. You know, Miss Vanjie was coined in the first episode of that season, but they made it happen by reiterating at every show, every point. Miss Vanjie, Miss Vanjie. Yes. It's the same thing happened with Much Better. And that was all the awards that we gave. Now, there were just so many awards to give yeah. for such an amazing cast that we yeah. actually had to split it up into two. So many so queens what, to celebrate. Yes. So what you had to do, what we had to do, actually, is split it up into two series. So this is the Pufta Awards Part 2. Yay. Are you, are you ready to get into it, Doctor? More than ready. Let's get into it. So, well, we already gave this one away, but let's start with this one. This award is the Coco Montres <laughs> Best Director Camera Confessionals <laughs> Award. We loved Coco, didn't For the we? best confessionals. Coco gave us such good material. She did. Get him, Jade. Get him, Jade. Get him, Jade. Yeah. Girl, girl, I don't even know you like that. <laughs> you get I, don't know. I ain't joking, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so who are the nominees for this award and why? Um, so who gave really good confessionals? Uh-huh. Again, my thoughts go to Viv and some of the funny things that she said to the camera. Like, Viv was really good at striking the balance between bitchy and funny, as any dra- good drag queen should. Mm-hmm. Um, we've already mentioned some really memorable things, like um, her comment about AJ Pritchard. Yes. And Huber 50p and Shadow. Um, just calm, just... calm down, Davina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Calm okay. down, Davina. Calm, calm down, girl. Yeah. Calm down. That, that's an old like British comedy thing from um, the Fast Show or Harry Enfield and Chum. So they had Scouse stereotype characters and their catchphrases. All right, all right, calm down, calm down. 
Okay, just trying to educate the masses. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, super duper funny. Uh, Davina, also great. And yes, Davina had some really, really good ones as well. DDC, and good at the DTC. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. get the t-shirts out there running. Yeah, yeah. Come on, merchandise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Patented, sorry, babe. <laughs> what were some of your favorite Davina uh, What? I think at the moment we're just focusing on what was funny and what was really well, hilarious. But like the Vina the Camper yeah. in the confessionals educated us the most. Definitely. There is no, she's very much like Chad Michaels. Very that. Who, Chad Michaels was um, telling how important it is for, to know your history, know, know where you're from, girl. You know, uh-huh. she, she's there in her season. And Davina the Camper did that here was Section 28. Giving us some really raw experience about how it affected her, how it affected her peers, how it affected the education system for her and her coming out. Um, so... In that res- really emotional moment. Yes, in, in that respect, mm. I really I put, I put DDC at the forefront for this award. Bagger was also funny in in the confessionals, but it was usually with that classic bagger, rude, crude, no so lewd kind of style, wasn't it? Which was you know still very funny and still great, gave great moments. Yes, yeah. um, I'm trying to think. You know, I'm just running through the other girls in my head, and if they gave any super funny. Did Blue, did Cheryl, did Crystal. I actually thought really. Blue was a bit too choreographed most of the time. She sounded her... scripted, didn't she? Yeah, she sounded mm. very scripted. I mean, I, I have no doubt in my mind that all of this was scripted. Now, so usually what happens is that the girls are asked to keep a diary and then they're called in for the the confessionals, mm. the director cameras. And so they, you know, they, they almost have to... They keep a diary of their feelings, their memories, and then they recite it. So it is very, very much choreographed in that yeah. sense. But her one comes off very scripted. It and does so actually. It didn't uh, come off very, very natural like like the other queens, like mm-hmm. the Venus, like the Vivians, like any of them. So yeah. you know, you got that sense with. Uh, Davina and Viv that they had their own natural sense of quick wittedness yes. and they're used to holding a room full of people mm-hmm. using their wit and their humour and that translated well into the director cameras where you're right with Blue it felt more rehearsed and scripted yes who do you think's the winner here my winner well do you know what I'm going to go for DDC because she gave it more gravity yeah. she had humor but also she, gave more gravity she, exactly she there were there were parts where she was funny like remember there's that time during the um what was the the acting challenge yeah. that she was um loved that bit, yes that, that she came for Cheryl in the in, the, yeah. in that moment throughout she actually gave very very good um confessionals as well and then there was that moment that just captured the heart and it, rightfully so it, it brought up a lot of the um the political challenges yeah um, that LGBT people had to face because of certain laws and policies that came out. So she educated us mm-hmm. as well. She certainly did. So any queen that can entertain and educate is a winner. Mm-hmm. Like so, the BBC, educate, yeah. inform, entertain. <laughs> is that their motto? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, she's from there, so of course. No, she's, <laughs> she's a product of that brand. DDC at the BBC. <laughs> queen of the DTCs, because we are giving her this award. Yay! The Conquer Montreal's Best Director Camera Confession Award goes to Davina Dick. Campo. Round of applause. Round of applause. Okay, so the next one is the Acid Berry Premature <laughs> Ejection Award for the queen who left too early. And this put us in mind, like Acid, uh, we call it Acid Barry, don't we, after Cuckoo? Yes. But um, Acid Betty, uh, I always think of Max 
there's a queen left too soon. There, there are some queens that have this trajectory where they're doing really, really well. They're high, high, Next high. Exclamation women. point. No, Max uh, Malnafi from season seven. Okay, yeah. um, but like uh, Max and Acid Betty put made me think of queens who had they were high, 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 even winning, had wins under the belt, and then left really abruptly, like one one spell in the bottom two, and off they went. And there were yeah. queens who felt Agreed. like they were very talented, mm-hmm. and you were left wanting more. And it's a shame that they went so soon. Can you think of anybody else like that? Um, no, Willem. Willem had her own plot line, didn't she? But Willem left too early. I didn't want her to go. Magnolia Crawford. Stop it. Do you know, I'm not even being funny. I really want to see more of Magnolia. <sighs> no. <laughs> um, who else left too early? Um, well, does All Stars count? Yeah. Um, kind of. It's the second showing, but... Who was um that one? Oh, Manila. 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 Okay, so Paolo put his hands next to his head and crossed his eyes, just there, <laughs> which like, is what name? evokes Manila yeah. Luzon. I was like, what's your name? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what we're going to do? I think for the next ones, we mm. I think it will be really, really cool if we can just trial up. Maybe we'll do podcasting, but I want to see if we could also put on YouTube and just record our sessions. I wonder, do you think we have the faces for YouTube? Well, the the thing is, I didn't. I never wanted to rely on my face because I'm quite attractive, <laughs> and I didn't want. I my, can vouch for that. Yeah, I can I, vouch I, for I, that. I didn't want my features to be the reason why people follow me. <laughs> I didn't want to rely on my looks. I wanted. I wanted. You know, my performance, my my voice, and my skills, my experience, mm-hmm. my talents. My <laughs> I can go on forever. <laughs> no, I wanted that. Your to, majesty. Yes, I wanted that to to come across more. And for people to listen to me because of that, I didn't want people to, you know, judge me. But um, we'll see how it goes because I, I, I noticed that we do. A, I, I, I particularly do a lot of, a lot, a lot of. Paolo is very expressive. Yes, I, I do a he's, lot of. He's that. very nice to look at. I mean, you're I, very, you're very articulate. So, but for me, for me, I have to. You have to do something. We just articulate ourselves in different ways. You're a dancer. You express yourself through your body. Yeah. So, that, so that's I mean, something to look into. Everyone mm. else is doing it. Everyone else is doing it, so why, can't it. We? so why can't we do it? Yeah. yeah, let's give that a go. So, sorry, going back to the acid berry premature acid ejection berry. award. It makes me laugh every time, acid berry. Acid berry it, it's not acid berry. <laughs> it's not acid berry. Um, um, I, for me, as as horrible, as hodgepodge as her mm. outfits were, I wanted to see more vinegar. I actually really wanted to see vinegar in um, the Snatch, Snatch game. Goom. Yeah. So Completely I'm, agree. I'm putting her up. I think it's a shame that there were so many luck-based challenges early in the season, and that that was her Achilles heel, mm. um, which she did allude to in her um, Meet the Queens. Um, and then she left before Snatch Game, which she would have been fab, I think. Who do you think she would have done in Snatch Game? Well, I know who she would have done. I told you. She um, put on her Instagram. was that lady from that Goggle Book. book? Oh, Goggle she's going to do the Goggle Box lady. I think, she, you know, based on her... Her entrance quote, she would have done a fab cat, cat Slater or any EastEnders character, actually. Yeah. Pat Butcher. I mean, she, for me, she proved in the acting challenge that they had um, that she was a good actor. Yeah, she was solid. And that was, yeah. she wasn't given the funniest role, but she was solid. Um, a bit, a, yeah, like it, it would have been very, very interesting to see her go further into more performance based challenges. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm putting her up. Who else? I think Gothy. Gothy because the looks that came later were so yes, much better. Because her finale look was just gorgeous. Stunning. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, oh, I wish I saw more. But rightfully so that you left because 
how embarrassing that you could not bring it on a lock challenge yeah. and to go home yeah. on that. So, I don't know. I don't know. Sorry, girl. I want to say Crystal as well, but the thing about Crystal is that her expertise, her yeah. unique selling point was the, the grinding the and the ribbons. Aspect, the performance yeah. aspect. And I don't, there was never going to be a time yeah. on the show for her to demonstrate that to, and to show that. The beautiful thing is that now on YouTube and now on their tour, you're seeing yeah. her be showing showing these skills, but that never would have been able to happen on the show. The same yes. for Milk. The same for Milk. We would never have seen Milk through her ice skating for yeah. the we, there's certain things there's certain limitations to RuPaul's Drag Race when it comes agree. to performance and I feel like I did want to see more Crystal but to be honest I think that we saw the best of her because the show wouldn't have been able to, mm. to show what she actually does yeah so can we agree that the winner for this what Vinegar? I think Vinegar because I vinegar? really want to see her in Snatch Game I didn't want to see Blue Hydrangea go, but if this is the premature ejection award, she left too early. She actually got made it to the top four. And got a repeater badge. Yes. I actually wanted to see her top three above Cheryl. Um, but for the queen who top left... Four. Top, top four. But the queen who left too early for me was the vinegar. I agree. The vinegar. So congratulations, the vinegar, for winning <laughs> the Essa Berry premature ejection award. Congratulations! <laughs> Yay. All right, so the next one we have is the Gretchen Wiener Stop Trying to Make Fetch Happen Award <laughs> for the worst catchphrase <laughs> and trying to make it happen. Wow. This is our time to discuss the things that we could see the girls try to make happen, but yeah. it was like, girl. So it's never going to happen. Girl, stop trying to make fetch happen. Yeah. Okay, I've got one. Go on. Um, Cheryl Holes, up your bum, no babies. Absolutely. And she what made... It was a bit like Silky Nutmeg in her first episode, wasn't it? It was like, what was um, you? attitude check. Fuck you, bitch. That, yeah. was like, oh. that, that lasted all of five minutes. And then she tried to do it again. Yeah, yeah. And, and then everyone was just like, can you shut up It now? was diminishing like, returns, wasn't it? <laughs> By that point, it was like, oh, Silky, please calm down. Um, I think that's a really good nomination yes uh, in terms of trying to make something happen who else tried to make something happen Gothy Kendall Gothy Kendall uh, we enjoyed Gothy Kendall Gothy Kendall that was our sound check that was our sound check for a while, check for yeah, a while yeah, wasn't yeah. it was Gothy Kendall Gothy Kendall Gothy Kendall Gothy Kendall yeah. I actually wish Gothy Kendall as a catchphrase had taken off because it's got a real cadence and kind of rhythm to it Gothy Kendall Gothy Kendall Gothy Kendall Gothy Kendall what else I, I, I'm I'm happy with, with the Cheryl nomination, frankly. Up your bum, no babies. Was it no other queen no who tried to make something happen that just wasn't going to happen? I mean, Bagger really made much better happen. Uh, did, were DDC or Viv trying to push any catcher? No, maybe... No, because like, I was trying to think, was what? Viv like, really trying to make like Kim Woodburn no. happen? But it was what really about, funny. What about Vinegar? Vinegar tr- really... Trying to capitalize on hodgepodge. Yeah, actually, that that did become a thing. I think that was another one. I bring it to the hodgepodge, hodgepodge, and she was like, you know, I think she, I think she did try to make hodgepodge happen. She did actually, and she came back with like Queen of the Hodgepodge, and like she's very good natured because she was wearing the kind of critique on her sleeve and wearing it as a bit of a badge of honor. So it was cute. But, but but the winner has to go to... Let's give it to Cheryl. Congratulations, Cheryl, for the Gretchen Wien Award for the worst catchphrase. <laughs> yes. Yay. The next one is going to be a good one. The next one is the Raven Award mm. for the best makeup. 
Now, this mm. is going to be tough because I've got two nominees in my head who are clear front runners. Vivian's makeup cannot be touched by anyone, possibly mm. not even Raven. Just putting it out there. Oh, wow. I wonder I, what Raven would have to say about that. Her makeup is flawless. Especially her finale make every makeup in the time where she had to make the transformation in the first episode yeah. between the um your home look. And Michelle thought and she was your, using prosthetics. She thought she was using prosthetics. The I, power of her makeup, <laughs> the strength of her makeup. Like, You've come out here with prostheses. She's going, no, this, this is my real is my nose. nose. And she goes, shut up. This is my real Stop nose. Stop it. <laughs> RuPaul, that's her real nose, Michelle. <laughs> Stuff, it's awkward. I mean, I could rave all day about the Viv's makeup. Um, she serves very modern glamour. Um, yes. She She's skillful. She contours beautifully. She showed diversity. Case in point, the first episode where she went from a Pete Burns illusion Let's let's remember that Pete Burns were, was, you know, he loved his plastic surgery. He had cheek implants, uh, lip implants, the lot. And she created a gorgeous illusion of Pete Burns and then went to the Queen looking like an 80-year-old woman, but not in that, like, really crass kind of, you know, community players kind of let's put some crow's feet here and a couple of nasolabial folds. She just gave this really good gently aged illusion, didn't she? Yes. Stunning. And she did the um very subtle white eyebrow hairs, didn't she? Yeah, she yeah. did that. Very beautiful. You noticed that, didn't you? I noticed you? That as well. Yeah. Um so so much skill. And then like her her you know her generic generic, but her her go to Vivienne mug gently highlighted beautifully contoured so soft actually um so much skill i mean yeah just beautiful i could rave about her all day the uh, and, but just sorry one more thing she could also do high concept which she showed with the um mother nature uh rainy day look Oh yes, you know she the, went for the blue and stormy also the genetically look, modified one, which, which I loved. Added, you hated, but I loved. Which was ugly. It was the Grinch meets old Greg. No, it was it was just the Grinch. <laughs> it was just the Grinch on Drag Race. <laughs> I'm old <laughs> Greg. Have you ever drunk Bailey's from a shoe? Um, the person I'm putting up against her for this will be Blue Hydrangea. Stunning, also. Her makeup skill set is just a phenomenal. That eye, that eye makeup she did. That knocked me out, that eyeball, that because was, it was such an amazing illusion. Yes. Like, it was so detailed. Oh, my God. She's very high concept. Very high concept. And one of my favorite looks, I have to say, is um her clown, her, like, that... The rainbow the bright, colorful, rainy day. Yes. Yeah, Her makeup there was, um, like... The teardrops. I knew she was coming in with a good makeup game because I'd watched yeah. some of her tutorials. And she's Insta-famous. She, yeah, she, she's got a good following on Instagram and on YouTube. So I knew she was bringing that um, onto the show and she definitely showcased that. So I, how do we decide What here? else did Blue bring us? Um, she brought us a lot of really good... She could do beauty as well, Blue. Mm-hmm. She could look gorgeous. Um, but that eyeball was a knockout. What struck me about that was front on it worked so beautifully and it think like, it took such skill to execute the perfectly s- circular pupil iris it was just also like gorgeously measured the highlights it looked like a, it looked her she made her head a perfectly glossy globe somehow and it was only an untucked when she you know it's turned slightly to the side you could see how much skill it had taken to execute that because mm. obviously the illusion is ruined when she turns to the side um 
and combined with you know the the biker helmet with the eyelashes yeah, on it that was just a fantastic touch because we've given Viv so many prizes already <laughs> um and, get... and like it's neck and neck to me it's not even like we're doing it's not, it's not a charity no case favor. yeah it's not a charity it's, case it's neck and neck like, it's but neck I would like to give it to Blue so would I because mm. I loved her transformation yeah in the skill is, yes it has to go to Blue Hydrain just so yes the best makeup award for Ravens Ravens the best makeup award goes yeah. to congratulations Blue Hydrain get here now <laughs> now you're a dairy girl now she's not from Belfast but I love it. Well, congrats. Yeah, blue, <laughs> blue. Well deserved. Okay. The next award is the Gia Gun. What was with that eyelash girl? Award for the worst makeup. Well, let, just as an aside, Gia is obviously a gorgeous woman, yeah. but that eyelash made her that career. Wonky eyelash. She's, she's, she's got a lot to thank the eyelash for. Do you, do you know what, what I love is that um, <laughs> I was listening to um, Michelle talking to Bianca Daria. Yeah. And Michelle, um, Bianca Daria, they're talking about how Bianca was helping everyone. Yeah, and and Michelle was like, you know, you obviously weren't scared. She goes, well, you know, uh, I'm an old school queen. Mm -hmm. You help out the girls, and that when you're doing a show and everyone's backstage, of course you're going to help everyone out. You need help with this. You need help with that. Yeah, she was like, you want a corset? I do. I'll give you a corset. You need help Mm -hmm. with stitching this. I'll help you sew this. And then Michelle goes. Oh well, you say all this, but you didn't have Gia Gun with the eyelash. She goes, "Well, you know, I couldn't perform surgery, Michelle. <laughs> I, I wasn't, I wasn't doing surgery. I mean, there's limitations to how much I can help her." <laughs> Thank like goodness Gia other. has learned since then where to position her eyelashes because she's a stunner, is, isn't she? Exactly. But, but on uh, that scene, because there's that amazing quote, isn't it, where she's literally got that wonky lash on. She goes, "I don't like mathy queens." <laughs> And she's like blinking asymmetrically. (laughs) (laughs) She's blinking like Caitlyn Jenner. I don't like messy queens. Oh, yes. So Um, fantastic. So, this is the award for the worst makeup. Busted mouth. This is. I mean, oh, God. There are a couple of choices here, actually. Yes. Well, depends what you want to go for. I'm going to throw in Scary Cat. I would agree she's a candidate. Now, I reckon what was going on with Scaredy Cat is, at least there was a concept there. There was a concept, but she stuck really rigidly to this very, I'd argue it was probably quite a Trixie Mattel-inspired mug because there was that super harsh, deep cheek contour, which went beyond what she... Because when you look at Trixie, neither of us are makeup artists, I'm sure you've gathered, by the way, but Trixie does have this very hard line, but it blends beautifully underneath. And certainly... There's a lot of geometric shapes in Trixie's mug, but it felt like Scaredy Cat had learned how to do makeup by looking at Trixie Mattel and done it, you know, in the style of anybody who's learning to do their own makeup. And she's sticking very rigidly to this formula. She didn't adapt for different situations. Like she, she wore it for the Downton Draggy yes, look. Correct. Unnecessary. Also for her queen as a baby look, what baby has chiseled cheekbones mm. that really annoyed me? Um, and also there's this kind of like crystal skull quality to it as well at times because the nose contour was so harsh and narrow and it was very black and white. It was very washed out. There was no warmth in yes. the color palette. Um, again, guys, I'm not an MUA. You know, I could be mistaken for one, <laughs> but I'm not an MUA. Um, so yeah, Scaredy, what was your take on her makeup? Um, I just didn't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. and i just um i didn't like it It felt to me like she only had one look yeah 
and she only knew how to do one look. So every time people there was critiques given to her, her aesthetic, her makeup, she literally had just learned how to do one style to get her through the show. Yeah. She was not an experienced drag queen. She was not a polished queen. Mm-hmm. Um, she literally just thought she'd do it. She thought she would look good as a doing drag and she found her signature look and it was that. The, At the least interesting Trixie thing is Mattel as well. could change it up. Oh, At least yeah. she, she there was there was a a, a certain polish behind yeah. her look. Whereas I felt like she was doing I felt like um Skitty was just like using like pastels or crayon. Yeah. It's just painting on her face. It was very, very amateur. I would agree. And the other interesting thing was underneath all that was somebody with very conventionally pretty um little features. She could have served a a variety of looks it's not like you know she was sitting there with some strong jawline or proud nose or heavy brow to combat proud nose i like that <laughs> speaking from my from my own <laughs> mug um to... that is such a proud nose you had <laughs> you know she didn't have any of those features that oh are, God, are difficult I love to ad- your proud nose it's such a proud nose right <laughs> you know she didn't have any of those features that you've kind of got to fight against if you're going to serve you know a conventionally pretty drag mug yes. she could have gone gentle and soft Easily, yeah, easily. Um, and then our, who's our other option? Vinegar, we do have some, vinegar. the vinegar. Like, Hi, vinegar. Hey She's back again. She's back. Back, oh back, 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 back again. <laughs> um, what was that makeup? Vinegar's makeup was really inconsistent. I thought the best her makeup looked was actually her exit. She'd, she'd really, I think vinegar's not used to painting her own face. I, that was the, that was the that's the impression I got. Or painting for the stage. That was the other thing because she looked quite good from far away, and then when you got in, it was like, wow, there are real problems here mm. in the blending and in the details and that I'm, kind of thing. I mean, the real villain is usually HD, isn't <laughs> it? The As they villain. found out in season nine, <laughs> you know, poor Aja. Poor Aja. <laughs> <laughs> Even Shay Colay, like she had to like get on top of it within a few episodes, <laughs> you know. Like, oh shit, this ain't working, girl. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I'm taking but, Gaga's advice. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, I think, um, I think she, well, she comes from a stage background. So maybe she's painting. I suspect stage, that's the problem. A stage face because you get drowned out by the lighting, don't yeah. you, when you're on, when you're, when you're in theatre. Mm-hmm. But still, like, you should have the basics to create a good mug and drag. Th- there was some examples of her mug looking really quite um, ropey, like her Bond girl look yeah. in Downton Draggy. The wig and the mug and everything, she, you know, the struggle that, was real. What was that wig she was wearing in downtown yeah. Draggy? It's, it's it's so good. She was she putting it in, a... in the dryer and it's oh. shrunk and she still wore it. I'm still confused by she that. She looks like the, like the Mohicans, you know? Like Buried that the with very, the undercut. Yeah, it's with the undercut. Very Magua from Last of the Mohicans. Like, I thought that this was, was that her look? Was that her yeah. But like you could see her, like her skin. You could see her <laughs> actual. It was just like, it was just terrible. Um, um, two was... very worthy candidates. I'll let you decide because if just you're making another it little own. note as well. I think is that we've seen even very experienced queens come in there and have problems with their makeup being different on this, different needs to be makeup on stage compared to TV cameras. Mm. Coco, uh, Latrice, even you know Latrice could look very very orange and and you know she really piled on the banana powder. But it's also season. harder for queens who are person of color 
to, to do for that because it's, it's hard first of all get their right skin to thank you Rihanna for coming up with a new Fenty what was it she's got one of the best colour ranges the best she? yes but that wasn't up well, there so time, should, but it's, yeah. it's so should all makeup manufacturers and I'm glad that they get dragged online nowadays remember, if they yes, don't I remember Iman Iman because um, I was a big mm. America's Next Top Model mm. fan so I used to follow Iman and I read her book and Iman mm. when she when she started doing uh, modelling yeah. and she made it she took her own makeup because That's no terrible. one had her palette it's atrocious no one would have her palette yeah. so that didn't make her great so she had to take her own makeup and do her makeup because like I mean, when Iman was breaking out into the modeling industry, mm. having a black person was just for the sake of having a black person. It almost became a token thing to have her. And there's all, usually there's only one black queen at a time. So they, they, the makeup team and the production team cater to the fair skin. So when it comes to them trying to now adapt their skills or trying to find out how to paint a, mm. a, a person of color, they always got it wrong. Having said that, I mean, I think that's true of the earlier seasons of Drag Race because we saw, like, as I mentioned, Latrice and Coco mm. suffered a bit under the studio lights. But Queens of Colour, who came later, did not, they seemed to have worked out. They didn't seem to have the same problem. You know, Asia O'Hara always looked stunning. Um, Shay, once she sorted out the shapes, certainly there's no di- difficulty with her colour in her face and stuff. Naomi really knows how to use Bob her makeup the drag brush. Queen. Well, <laughs> joking, Bob I'm took joking. a little while to. Mo- but, Bob never got there. But Bob Monet, there, Monet looked great from the offset. Yes, Monet did. Monet did. Yeah. Um, let's give a winner for this one. Yes. What was with that eyelash girl? Award like- for the worst makeup. I think if we're talking, you know, pure technical skill that we would expect for somebody of her caliber, it has to be vinegar. Okay. I'm going to say. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I, I still feel like... Sorry, Scaredy Cat, you've missed out on this one. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Scaredy. Next time. All right, cool. We're going to give it to Vinegar. Congratulations, Vinegar. Yay, Vinegar. I mean, we do love you, though. Obviously, what usually happens after a season, after the show, is that the girls watch back and they say, oh, girl, that didn't work. Definitely. And they always manage to fix it. Like, when like when I look at Skitty Cat's Instagram now, she's found a different palette. It's not as dark. It's actually a bit lighter. It's a palette called she's Facetune. Learned... Well, yeah, that's, that's mm. good. <laughs> the villain here would be you. Yes, everyone knows. Well, I, I would love to see. Um, I vinegar's another one. I'd love to see come back for all stars, and I bet she would have really sorted out that mug and the style. The only problem, her Achilles heel was just general styling. Like, girl, you can learn that stuff. Her, yeah, come back she, for all stars and kill it, please. She was. She's like the. Sh- <laughs> Kind of like the Shangela in the sense that she had the performance, mm, yeah, but she just didn't have yeah. everything else. Agreed. And it's like if you're going to be a drag queen, don't just be—I don't know, no, no, no—I don't know what I'm saying there. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you what I was trying to say. If you're going to be a drag queen, know what the hell you're doing and embrace all parts of it and show respect to your art as a performer. Mm-hmm. You know, don't just don't just tick one of the boxes and assume everything else is not important or mm-hmm. irrelevant for the show. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of queens out there who maybe do this and and they are working, but uh, understand your platform. Yeah. Understand that this is the Olympics of drag, and and show yourself and show respect to the other queens who came before you, to the queens who are judging you, um, that you're actually taking it a bit more seriously. 
Yeah. Little warning to all the queens listening. Did you hear what I said? <laughs> that is spelled okay. out Did you in hear what big I... <laughs> red letters. Uh, yes. Okay. So the next award, let's move on. Let's move on. The next award is the, hey girls, my name's Alaska. I got a ton of other questions to ask you. No, that's not part of the name. Don't, don't. I'm oh, sorry. Don't something. Sorry. I was giving the award name. Adlibbing. <laughs> <laughs> Stick to the script, girl. <laughs> Stick to the script. What's this problem? The pages of my script are stuck together. Again, this is the Hey Girls, My Name's Alaska Best Song Verse Award. Mm. So the award for the best verse. Mm-hmm. In any of so, what we're going to be looking at here would obviously be the Frock Destroyers, would be yeah. the Fourth Harmony, Fourth and we're also going to include the finale to 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 the moon. Isn't it interesting that we have so much to choose from here? And I think it shows how many competent singers there were in the competition. Well, yes. that they gave so many opportunities to sing and write. Yes, I think yeah. they embrace the fact that UK drag is big on the performance yeah. element, and they. They did. They did cater for that, didn't they? Mm. They, they did showcase that in in the season. Um, the best song verse. Now, I just listened to "To the Moon," yeah, as well. Um, again, just to update myself on what mm. I'm on what I'm marking. I st- my my favorite verse is still from actually from Filth Harmonies. Um, mm. Rock the short. The Filth Harmonies. What was the song? Uh, Break up, bye bye, bye bye. I like Cheryl's verse. I think Cheryl's got my favorite verse. You mean the, I, I'm sorry, not Crystal. No, a Crystal. Just because we've had this conversation before, I know you mean Crystal. Yeah, a crystal, Crystal. Not telling you your brain or anything. Crystal's verse for um, break up, bye bye. For me, was the best. It was the. What was um guys, I can vouch for this in the sense it's the one that he recites the most often. Just in general, you know, conversation. Yeah, my husband and eyes does even think twice. Dear yeah. I feel it's clear as, as crystal. crystal the way saying set she is with a pistol. pistol. So that's my favorite. Is it something about the cadence or something of it? There's something about the rhythm. rhythm. Yeah. Something about the rhythm and the flow and how like it's not like just making the last bits of the verse rhyme. Like Blue yeah. Hydrangea's got the worst verse in the world. Yeah. Where she rhymes home with home. Yes. She you know, should be called one, out on that. Hangers in the game now. Dun, 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 oh, yeah. something, something, something. Dragging all the odds. I can be the heroes for the kids back home. Dun, 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 dun. Now I'm sending them home. So I was just like, why are you doing that? Don't do that, girl. So, it's very writing by numbers. like Yeah, isn't it? it's very just like the simple, basic. This is how to write a verse. Yeah. Make sure the last ones rhyme. Yeah. Whereas um, Crystal was like, Dear, I fear it's clear. As crystal, crystal, the way I'm saying she says with a pistol. So I just felt like she had really good rhythm. She had really good, the, the rhyming, really clever. I thought it was very clever. Yes, because she got the rap verse, didn't she? Yes. Um, because she can't really sing. Um, but the writing was clever. It was interesting rhyming. It was fun and it was memorable. Yeah. It definitely was. What was yours? Um, I mean, the one that I find the most memorable and I just find myself reciting the most often is Baggers. And I think I think Bagger was very clever in the way that, you know from Frock Destroyers, not from the finale, because I think her verse for that was pants. Actually, I think it was a really cheap rip off of Born This Way. Yeah. Um, but she was much cleverer and observed her brand a lot better in Frock Destroyers. It was funny. It was memorable. It was simple. It was rhythmic, um, and just easy to remember and easy to recite and fun. 
I mean, I also like DDC. Ooh, you see what you like. DDC, keep it tight. I see you rocking it right. True. <laughs> I came to love, not to fight. But the gloves are off. It's time to say good night, good night, good night. Good night. I also liked her one. But that one was more her her tone. Mm. Her, her, you know, like, ooh, she, she gave a really like, ugh, a yeah. grunt. You see what you like. The, the, uh, 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 she just she went she for that kind that, of like uh. Jamaican patois style, didn't she? Which Who? was Jamaican patois kind of style. <laughs> it's quite interesting that her delivery was you're interesting. So, you're so culture, Tom. I know, right? Tom, you're so culture. Well, whether I'm right or not, nobody knows. Yeah. But you know, I could just it be saying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Are you making me think <laughs> <up>? <laughs> um, But her inflection just reminded me of, of that kind of delivery. Um, mm. I liked. In ter- you know, because we've used Alaska as a reference point for this. Yes. In terms of, sometimes there's a brief to be fulfilled, isn't there? And we 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 named this ward after Alaska because in um in um Reggie wrote you she fulfilled the brief the best. She had equal parts comedy, confidence, and good songwriting. Um, and I think I think Viv's in the finale was was good in that respect as well. Um. And her delivery was good as well. But do you know what? I I really, maybe it's just because you've sung it at me so much over the past few weeks, but I'd like to go for Crystal for this. Yeah. I'd like to recognize her I in this respect. I think yeah. she deserves it. So, yep, let's do it. The winner of the Best Song Verse Award is Crystal Beth. Yay, Crystal, let's give her a full name. Crystal you know, Beth. we're not on the BBC, good Crystal Beth. Good, good on you. Congratulations, <laughs> yeah. Crystal Beth. <laughs> um, yeah, now let's go to the next one. The next one is the Adore Delano Best Vocals Award. Mm. I wonder if any of our viewers dispute us going for Adore over Courtney well, there. Well, no, Courtney's very nasal. I don't like Courtney's voice at all. Oh. Her, her voice is very, very nasal, very annoying, actually. I mean, like, well, there's, I mean, she can hit the notes, she can sing, but then when we look at tone, I don't like the tone. I don't like the sound of her voice. Yes, she can hit the notes. Yes, it's really clean, but I don't like the sound. I agree with you in the sense that I enjoy Adore's vocals more. Yeah. And I did in the Rusical as well. But the, clearly, Adore was to win the rap challenge. Courtney was to win the singing challenge in that season. But there we go. Yes. At the end, yes. I can, no, I can't think of any other queens who I would give the Best Vocals Award for this. So, Adore Delano. So, the Adore Delano Best Vocals Award. Who is it? Um, I think that, do you know what? It was a season with a reasonable number of decent singers. And I think it's demonstrated by the fact that they did have a girl group challenge in the Although, having said that, autotune and production has got to the point now where they, they can kind of make anybody sound good. So, it's good that they had a reasonable number of good singers, but it doesn't hold them back if they want to have a singing challenge. You know what I mean? Mm. If you think about like All Stars uh, 3 and they did the um, the girl groups challenge, they had um, 10 girls singing there, only a few of, a handful of whom were good singers. All right, so I mean? who are our nominees for this one? I mean, uh, the, the obvious nominees here is there are. Beggar, Davina the Campo and the Vivian. I, I think they are the nominees. They I don't think anybody nominees. else comes close to the actual yes. vocal ability. And they're all interesting, aren't they? And they've both got they've all got different strengths. Well, and this is going to be the difficult thing about this one is that they're actually all good singers. Mm-hmm. They're all good singers. Um, I d- I don't know how to give this out. Let's have a little think about the different strengths. Um, the, I'll tell you the thing about the Vina the Camper, which was good. The Vina the Camper gave us a rap. You see what mm-hmm. you like. Then she gave us a song in the finale. 
and she did Whistletown. And she did Whistletown. So for me, so far, she is she's broadcasted to us the her variety, her yeah. range, because apparently she's a four and a half of the range. She can sing in five languages, and I think I, she's, I've not heard that before. No, really, yes, you sure? Yeah, yeah, no, Where did you find out this information? <laughs> So that's what she's got. So she she's done that. She showed that she showed a rap, she showed a song, and she showed the Woodstone. The other girls have only showed a song. True. And I feel like, okay, that's cool because they can all sing. I've heard you all sing. Mm-hmm. I've I've heard her also give a rap in her in the way that she does. Mm-hmm. I've also heard her give me a whistle tone. Yeah. So because of this, for the sake of variety, um. I'm going to have to, I'm vouching for Davina the Campbell on this one. Do you know what? I think I'm going to end up agreeing with you, but I'd just like to kind of visit the other girls, I guess, while we think about them. Bagger, I think her singing talent is like a surprise mm. because you see her as, you know, she's so funny and she's so crass. Um, and then she's actually got a good set of pipes on her. Yeah. Um, but I, do you remember I knew of her before where she was in a drag tribute girl group? In London. Buffalo Girls, they travelled and stuff. I think they were based in London, but they travelled. And so I knew that she had singing chops and they sang live, you know. Um, You know. But um, give me one, give me one, and my one is DDC. And I've heard Viv sing live as well um, because I had the pleasure of seeing her in Super Boudoir. So we were watching the finale before, and so I was singing along with the girls to try to get the range. And um, Vivian's got a good range. She has. She's very high, isn't she? Without going into falsetto, um, she she belts really good notes. Yeah, she does. I was like, oh, that's pretty high because I've got a good range as well. You see, so I was trying to gauge where they were at. (laughs) <laughs> I think I'm my I think I'm my own biggest fan and my biggest promoter. I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> Don't worry I'm about really that. Really good at promoting myself. Gosh, I'm your biggest fan. The winner, come on, drum roll. It just has to be DDC. Yeah, purely because with her three types, yeah, three 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 varieties of her using her voice, and we all know they can sing. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, but we also know. I, None of them can do whistle. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. And I haven't heard them rap. So because there's a variety and options, we have to go with Davina the Camper. It has to be. Has so to congratulations, be. Davina. Yay, Davina. For the Lana Best Vocals Award. More than a silver dress and a red wig. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We love you, Davina. All right, the next award. Where are we now? Oh, I think we're coming to the end of it. No. We are, we are. I don't want it. I want more. The last one's here I got here is the what are the top three moments of the season? Top three moments. Your top three moments. We had a little think about this, didn't we? Um I mean the snatch game. One of my yeah, this the snatch is, game. This has is to us be. now just just reminiscing about um, the actual series. What was the the three top top three moments of the series? For me, the snatch game has to be. Is definitely one of them. Uh-huh. Um the UK did did them proud they, sorry, they did the UK proud. I'd like to be specific and say um Bagger and Viv did the UK proud. Yes. They were they were like all time top snatch game performances. They were really, really up there. Um they were fantastic. They riffed off each other beautifully. They were both masterclasses in how to do a snatch game. Viv more so than Bagger, but both excellent and both deserved a win. That's one of my top. Another one will have to be the To the Moon finale. Okay. What was it you loved about it particularly? It was um the girls singing. 
singing, yes. all of them singing it, not like the usual finale. Some, most, some of them. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. B, if you're listening, correct me. You mm-hmm. know, I'll be getting a WhatsApp soon. A WhatsApp um, <laughs> audio, voice audio from because this is going out oh, live, of course. Miss <laughs> um, Thang. Finale. I loved the. I loved the singing of it, yeah. um, and I loved the choreography of Davina. <laughs> yeah. I loved Davina's choreography, and I did watch it again, and I know that we've already reviewed it, but like, I still think that there's no one that has ever done a performance that in, better, than, better than Davina's finale. I can't think of anyone. I know we've got, we got other really, really good dancers in there, but there was a professionalism. There was something that was so seasoned about it. I didn't feel like I was watching her in a competition. I felt like I was just watching her do a show. She was just doing what she does, and it was really, really good. And she did actually have very, very good um, moments of looking at the camera. Um, that was something that was... Um, disputed um, in the last podcast with when the girls came up. But no, she actually... Did really, really good performance, very, very good execution of choreography, and then very good sound, sound-wise. She was great. Yeah. All round. So um, um, that was definitely one of my tops as well. One of my top moments would have been Frock Destroyers. Yes. I think it was just this fantastic performance, and they've produced a real drag race moment there, which has actually crossed over into the mainstream, and that song has charted really, really well. Mm. People are aware of it, and that's fantastic. And they just did such a fantastic job between the three of them, really. Um, Blue, DDC and Bagger. Yes. Um, When I think back over the show and I think of some of the more like emotional, personal moments, I think there were some fantastic, memorable bits like Viv being honest about her past with drug addiction and her ability to move forward from that. I thought that was really inspirational. Even Bagger's moment of explaining what went on with her mum, because we could all see that the relationship wasn't what we'd expect perhaps to be between um, a mother and their child. And there was, there was something going on there. Um, And I think it was really brave of her to show some honesty around that and explain it a bit and help us all understand. And, you know, not everybody comes from a conventional family background and not everybody has maybe the expected in inverted commas relationship that you'd expect with their mum. And help to explain some of the the you know visible friction on stage. Um, there was a- I loved the fight between Viv and DDC. That was a really good moment, it, and it felt not produced Bullshit, as well. Vivian. It didn't feel produced. It no. really felt like you know Davina was wounded and she was reacting, and Viv was like, "Oh, what the fuck's going on here?" Like Viv was like not bothered with the drama, you know. And Davina was just like, "My feelings are hurt, and I'm going to make it known." Um, it was it was very very good. It was very good TV. But the fact that it was a really nice, respectful resolution to that as well. Yeah. I mean, there was um, I think screw top three moments. We're just talking about our, our, our top moments, mm. aren't we? Um, the moments that made me cry was Davina the Campo when she was on the judging. Yeah. Um, and I think it was for the downtown draggy, and she was like saying that she hasn't arrived yet. When they asked her how she's doing. Mm. I mean, it's the moments that really speak to um, the audience, isn't it? Is, uh, that, that, that's going to be your 
your best mm. moments. And that did speak to me, the um, the performance insecurities of always trying to be better than what everyone wants you to be and you trying to live up to that. Yeah. It is. It can be very, very hard and very unrealistic. Yeah. And to see someone speak your truth and speak your insecurities, I mean, yeah, that, that was the moment that made me very very emotional and very connected yeah. very connected with her and i think every performer out there can definitely vouch for for that moment because it was just so true and so honest and even though she was doing so well she just she, she couldn't feel it and she wouldn't believe it mm. because it's really hard for you it's really hard to believe that you're doing well but you're like am i i don't think i am because i, mm. I, I still feel like i need to improve because you always feel like you're not doing it right and you always feel like you always have to keep correcting keep rehearsing keep going over that same thing over and over again and when someone tells you you're doing it right you're like oh thank you but i don't i don't yeah. feel like i am mm-hmm. i can't accept i can't accept that and it's so that was a really good moment. And I remember there was another time that made me feel sorry for Blue Hydrangea. As do you remember when Blue Hydrangea was finally in the bottom? Yeah. And it was in the episode where it was um Blue Hydrangea and um Skitty were in the bottom. Yeah. And she said she she actually broke down in the in Untucked. She's like, I just feel I'm I feel like I'm so boring. Yeah. And and yeah. and it just it just spoke the truth about the reality of these girls. They, there, 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 it could be any one of us. Mm-hmm. It could be any one of us who are so passionate about something who get the opportunity to to carry that craft onto a wider stage, mm-hmm. and then facing the pressures of having to give good TV. Yeah, like good TV doesn't just happen. I can. I, I wonder if these the girls must have it drilled into them is that you create the show. Yeah, the show is all on you, girls. You girls need to make it amazing. It doesn't just happen. Villains don't just happen. And scary like people are bringing out as much as they can to want to make the show mm-hmm. better. They want to make the show better, and 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 they're told that they need to. And that was a moment that really took me out of it, and it made me see that these girls are actually under a lot of pressure, yeah. not only to perform, not only to be amazing at drag, but also they're under pressure to get ratings. They're under they pressure are. to it's up all the there, ratings. isn't it? And these girls are the first girls in the UK to do RuPaul's Drag Race. There was a There's big that pressure, pressure that yeah. you girls, you wanted this for so, so long. Yeah. Here it is. Don't fuck it up. Like it's really all on you. Yeah. So that was another moment that I remember dearly. Definitely. That that was a truly kind of emotional moment, wasn't it? Mm. For me, I I got a really personal uh, buzz out of seeing Viv do Pete Burns on stage because I have quite a, a deep sense of personal connection with, with Pete Burns of Dead or Alive. I think he's a queer icon. Um, I, he was somebody who I remember... My best friend Aaron and I, shout out to Aaron. Hey, girl. Hey, um, and Nathan. And Nathan, his husband. Um, I remember Aaron and I, when we were teenagers, being fascinated by the video for You Spin Me Around and Pete Burns, who's this androgynous, iconic, beautiful creature um, in, in this like cheaply produced 80s video. Um, and we used to request it on repeat, on as you could back then, on video channels, showing my age a bit. Um, and just how we had this sense of connection with Dead or Alive's music and how Pete Burns was this like fiercely androgynous, queer, unashamed, confident creature mm-hmm. uh, who was just fabulous at the core. And so to see Vivian portray him on stage and pay tribute to him, because of course he passed away a few years ago, very sadly, was just amazing. And I loved that. Those are the moments. 
there's um, also um, baggers tears dry on their own that gave me tingles oh yes that lip sync that lip sync I also felt like RuPaul was having more fun with it yeah she was having a lot of fun this season she was. wasn't she yeah. I, I really felt like a, a, a good warmth from her and she was having fun in the judge- and you know who can forget her but she don't take it out in your mum with the eyebrows she never said that in an accent. She Stop said it. it. There was no Irish accent there accent. at all. <laughs> Viewers, could you please write in to see whether you think Rue said that in an Irish accent or not? Because I believe she did. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> anyway, um, that is all of our awards. And basically, mini recap. Um, I've really, really enjoyed RuPaul's Drag Race Season 1 UK amazing cast amazing production mm. we both know that it was because they've been picked up for another series mm-hmm. and congratulations all around for that it's a victory for the uk and, and you know, a victory for new queens here who yeah. now have we've got a chance now to see more drag queens mm-hmm. local drag queens come up and get and, and get their time in the spotlight just as a little aside i am quite quietly confident that i think we'll see cheddar gorgeous in the next season do you remember when we saw her supporting, well, a part of Willem Alaska's act when we saw oh, him in yes. Race Chase Alive in Manchester? I'm aware of her. She's very well known on the Manchester scene. And I loved her performances. Did you? I did. She did a very um, fascinating lip sync, mm. um, which is a critique on Brexit. Yes. Uh, it was amazing. And she just came across as very, very eloquent, uh, very f- spontaneously funny, the kind I of hope, girl who can hold a room. I really hope that there's another Liverpool representative. Now, but the only thing is that there's going to be a lot of pressure now yeah. because Liverpool is the reigning town for the drag race. Absolutely. So um, there's going to be a lot of pressure for the Queens going forward. Could it be Miss Barbie Pink? I wonder if she'll I put her name forward. To yeah. Miss Barbie Pink. Yeah. And Aurora. Yes. As well. We I, did. We I met really Aurora, do. didn't we? Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. Who was the um, Lady C? Lady yes, C? yes, yes, yes. She is basically a, a veteran she, queen in Liverpool yes. scene with a lot to offer. And just very good vibes for me. Very, like a very good mix of Tammy Brown and yeah. um, Beggar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And also um, a, a queen who I've met in Manchester, Miss Grace Oni Smith. Be- mm. Beautiful trans woman and an amazing performer um, who was actually the runner up in the original um Drag Race UK ambassador yes. um, of the world yes, yes, competition. Oh well, yeah. um, I want to say a humongous thank you. This is actually us summing up RuPaul's Drag Race UK. Thank you thank- so much to all of our listeners, and thank you to all the amazing queens in this season. I mean, we've had our ups and downs, and you know, it's it's our job as fans to critique as and, professionals. Yeah, professionals. Professionals. But what an amazing bunch and what an amazing season. They really made it, didn't they? Yes, and yeah. it's, it's been really, really fun. It's not personal. It's literally just drag. Or as Lester Edwards would say, it's not personnel. It's drag. <laughs> yeah. What was the... Um, oh, no, no. What, what, what was the... She, what was the mis... That misspeak... If she misspoke about... Um, and the detox was like... Oh, Rigor Morris. Rigor Morris. <laughs> Rigor Morris, girl. girl. Rigor Morris. Rigor mortis, do you mean? Yes, no, no. It's been such. A, I've had such a great time podcasting. It was our it's first time podcasting so much as well, fun. and I didn't. I didn't realize I was going to be so good at it. Well, 
you know, just get another my, my feather <laughs> to your cap, another string to your bow. You didn't do too bad either, Tom. Thank you. Uh, to be honest, I think like all my friends prefer listening to you over me. <laughs> I think it's because I speak so much about how amazing I am and how good I am at everything. Do you know that what that'll be? Kind of it's because you, you and B and Nick have more similar opinions and my opinions are a little bit different to, yeah, to yours. Yeah, just a tad, just a tad. But no, um, look, we are going to continue spilling the G&T. We'll keep overflowing. Um, Our cup runneth over. Next week is New Year's, so there might not be a podcast for next week, but please join us the following the following week. Mm. We'll have something to talk about, definitely. We'll definitely have something to update you or to yeah. talk about. But in the meantime, thank you so, so much. Mm-hmm. Make sure you have a safe and a happy Christmas yeah. and an amazing New Year's. We've got a New Year's party happening, don't Yay! we? Yeah, we're having a Zodiac-themed um, <laughs> New Year's party. Perhaps inspired by the Drag Race runway. No, Zodiac. That, was, that was a... I thought that was a Excuse really bad. That was really bad um, runway for that. Anyway, we'll anyway. execute it so much better, darlings. Yes, exactly. But anyway, anyway, this is the fifth time I say goodbye. It's because <laughs> saying goodbye is really difficult. Yeah, no, never it's can not. say goodbye, boy. Ooh, you done? Yeah. <laughs> And a new contestant for Best Vocals, <laughs> Dr. Tom. Not me. Dr. Tom, yeah. Thank you so much for listening. There is definitely going to be more. Um, and it's ex- ex- I'm really excited. Really excited to see what else we can do. I love I the too. idea of getting more people involved. Not, well, yeah. not involved, like guest speakers. Gas, mobcasting. So I had so much fun with being coming up there. Yeah. It was I mean, we need to get more microphones because sharing a mic with them, it's, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Too very really, talkative. A really ugly side came out because I was like sharing my, I don't know, I didn't, I didn't want to share my mic with you. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Absolutely. Yeah. I was like, oh, I had to wrestle it off and say anything. <laughs> I had to literally grab the mic and go, um, excuse me. Um, I'm here too. All that was edited out. <laughs> the ugliness. So, yeah, so no, we'll get, I want to get more mics um, and I, I want to continue the fun. I mean, podcasting has been amazing and uh, it's really good to get the followers and the listeners. So we'll definitely keep that up for you. And that's it. Thank you so much. Lots of love, guys. See you soon. See you soon. Bye. Bye.